What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's having a great day. Jesus, what can I say? What can I say? It's crazy that the UFC pay-per-view started this weekend. Again, the fight I'm looking forward to most, Davidson Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. Can't believe I forgot to talk about these fights on the last episode, because this one, the opinion-based, where I just ran about stuff. So, but I did talk about it this episode, so look forward to that. Remember, follow me, Punch in the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Later, guys. Deuces. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Punch in the Mouth podcast. Now, this is the fun episode where I just ramble. So, if you tuned in last time, we talked about Francis Ngannou and stuff like that. But what I didn't say is how Francis, what he really wanted was to box, right? I got got into a little of that, but let's say he didn't want to box and he still leaves the UFC. Why? Because for him, he's a guy that grew up with no drinking water. He's a guy that grew up very poor, like extreme poverty. And you don't meet a lot of people out there like that. They have to come from a country like Cameroon and stuff like that to really see. And to see where he got. Because remember, Francis only started training MMA, I believe, when he was 33. So like four or five years ago. Whoa, that was weird. I saw my camera right now. I thought it moved, but that's just me. But Francis started training four or five years ago, you know? So to see that he's basically at the pinnacle of the sport, he beat all the top guys in his division. I mean, look at it. I mean, look at the look at the fight. Like, none other than the UFC had to make. Cyril Gahn versus John Jones. Great fight, by the way. But look at the fight. The years he had to make in order to basically repra- replace Francis's absence. And let's look at his fighting career since he stepped into the UFC. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go look at Francis's first fight when it took place. Francis's first fight took place in no- the 30th of November, 2013. Anderson Silva was still middleweight champion at that point. Francis got into the UFC nearly two years later to the day because his debut was December 15th, December 2015, the 19th of December 2015. He fought the first time for the UFC Heavyweight Championship on the 20th of January 2018. So that's nearly five years after he started fighting. Okay, so this year is going to be 10 years since Francis started fighting in MMA come November 30th. And I understand heavyweight is not that steep of a division, but... Okay, after he lost, he lost to Derek Lewis in that weird fight. And then something clicked because he destroyed Curtis Blades. He destroyed Cain Velasquez. Destroyed Junior Dos Santos. Destroyed Rosinho Rosenstrike. Destroyed Stipe Miocic. And on one leg... 
defeated Zero God. Now I want to go in here and see if they'll, they'll give me the... Okay, on two judges scorecards, they had Francis losing the fight. I mean, they gave two rounds to Cyril because it was a unanimous decision. Now let me see if I can get the official scorecards. I want to watch this fight again to see if I agree with them. I'll get back to you guys either in a in YouTube video or at a later podcast about this. But let's look at the scorecards. Here we go. Is this for the... Okay. So, Ron McCarthy gave the first two rounds to zero and then rounds three, four, and five to Francis. Saldi Amato gave the first round to Francis and then the second round to zero. And then Derek Cleary gave the first two to Cyril. So Derek Cleary and Ron McCarthy had it 2-0 going into the third round for Cyril gone. Saudi Amato had 1-1 going into the third round. And then after that, the three of them saw Francis taking over the fight. Okay, I gotta go and watch this. Because if that's true, that just means Francis is the man. So... We read off all of Francis' recent wins, right? So how can you not consider him the best heavyweight right now? I can't consider that John Jones even if he beats Cyril because Cyril lost. But let's see what Anthony Smith had to say. Former UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou was unable to reach a contract agreement with the fight promotion after a two year of, two years of negotiation. Wait. Let me read the title. Anthony Smith gives brutal analysis of Francis Ngannou's boxing. He's below average. E. Okay, now let me reread that sentence. Former UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou was unable to reach a contract agreement with the fight promotion after two years of negotiation. The predator was given an offer that would have made him the highest paid heavyweight in UFC history but turned it down. Ngannou expects to make his boxing debut this summer. He never said that. He never said that. So whoever wrote this, you already got the facts wrong. He's saying he's hoping to fight this year, but he never said for sure that he was going to fight this summer. His most likely opponent is heavyweight champion Tyson Fury. I don't think so. I don't think... Who wrote this? Fuck, these people piss me the fuck off, bro. They piss me off because then other people read this and be like, Oh, well, they said this. Like, no. 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 I'm... <laughs> I'm feeling another meltdown coming on, bro. Just know, okay? The Predator was giving an offer. It was the Predator. It should have said given, but it says giving. The Predator was giving an offer that would have made him the highest paid heavyweight in UFC history, but he turned it down. Okay, and Gano expects to make his boxing debut this summer. His most likely opponent is heavyweight champion Tyson Fury. The two began hyping a matchup last year. No, they didn't. If you're talking about him, oh my fucking shit. They, they should not bother me this much. They should not. What is this? Who wrote this? MMA Weekly? Dude, if you guys are writing this type of shit, like, can you hire me? Following Fury six round knockout of Dillian White in April of 2022 in front of 94,000 fans. Of Wembley Stadium at Wembley Stadium of at Wembley Stadium in London, and Gano entered the ring and the two T's they put. Now that they did do, but that they began hyping it up. No, like they said that they'll see it and try to make it happen, but did it happen? No. Hold on. 
So that they, they did not begin teasing it. That he was there and they began they did tease it. I'm sorry, they did tease it, but that they were hyping it up. No, they were not doing that. Come on, guys. Stop with this. Okay, let's keep going. And then it goes. The two began to tease a potential hybrid match in June. The two had a brief exchange on social media. Thought you wanted some smoke, Fury wrote on a screenshot of them in the ring together. Following the white belt with a photoshopped chicken on Ngannou's head. Let's do a proper fight, Wembley Stadium 2022. Don't you dare think that I, t that I take my eyes off of you. I will take my eyes off of you. You're still my priority. I'm coming for all the smoke. 2023, Ngannou responded. Here we are in 2023. A boxing match between the two appear inevitable, appears inevitable. When and if they do meet inside the square circle, the square circle. UFC lightweight heavyweight contender Anthony Smith doesn't think Ngannou is going to have a good showing. As an analyst, there's not a world where Francis Ngannou beats Tyson Fury, Smith said. I'm Michael Bisbing's Believe You Me podcast. Francis Ngannou is just a regular dude as a heavyweight boxer. He is uncommon in MMA. He's unique. He's very special. But in a professional boxing ring, he's an average. He's average at best. At best, he's an average puncher. He's, be he's a below average boxer. He's a below average in his footwork and movement. He's below average in his defense. He's not going to fare that well as a heavyweight professional boxer. He's going to get one big boxing fight and then the new is going to wear off. We're going to see how good he actually is. Like, oh, fuck, he's not that good. Like, oh, fuck, he's not that good. I get why he's saying that, but there, there is... There is the exception of Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder doesn't have that good of footwork. He still gave Tyson. He knocked Tyson Fury down twice. So to come at me and tell me that you don't think Teddy Aldis will not jump at the chance to work with Ngannou. I don't believe. I believe that Francis could. Like he already has the fundamentals. He just needs better footwork. And you don't think Teddy Aldis is right there in Las Vegas with him. It could happen. I'm not saying it will, but I'm saying it could happen. It could. And then Jake Paul is going to PFL doing that super division or whatever. What do you guys think about that? Here's what I think. I think he went to ESPN. I think he went to PFL just to be on ESPN, the same network as Dana White. You're probably going to get a similar audience to what the UFC has. And you're going to go in there and talk next level smack about Dana. And then people are going to be like, oh, yeah, he let Francis go, this, that. He let Nate go. Especially if PFL. Now, if this 50% of Super Division, whatever, goes through. And it seems that it's working. The UFC can be in trouble. The UFC can be in trouble because now, like I've always said, if you want to make money, go to PFL. They have the million dollar tournament. Go to Bellator. You can do boxing. You can do other things. Because other than grappling, the UFC really doesn't let their fighters do a lot of combat outside of the UFC. So I've always said, if you want legacy, you go to UFC. If you want money, you want that bread, you go somewhere else. Because you look, look at, look at, I'm pretty sure AJ's making a fat check. 
I'm pretty sure Mike Chandler wanted the competition. I'm pretty sure the Pitbull brothers are making good money. I'm pretty sure Usman Nurmagomedov is making good money. I'm pretty sure Bruno Capiloza, along with the Million Dollar Tournament and his contract, he's making good money. I guarantee you Kayla Harrison is making good money. Like, this this hold, and it's towards the fans, because if the fans were to go and look elsewhere, it would be nice. And um, for the most part, most MMA fans just watch UFC. If If this hold that the UFC has over the fans lessens and lessens what I mean that the grip isn't that tight you're gonna see big change in the UFC you know at least that's how I feel that's how I feel I mean here's another fight for friends it's competition wise it's not gonna be that great but what happens if Fedor beats Bader I understand they said it's Fedor's last fight but what if just what if Fedor beats Bader and he goes come on friends let's fight is it going to be a competitive fight? I honestly don't think so. Are you going to be able to sell the hell out of it? You can even bring back the Wema belt that originally started with Fedor. And hypothetically, Francis holds that belt right now. Um, What else can I say? Yeah, man. And then these other fights that they've announced, like the UFC is doing good business, man. The UFC is doing good business. They just announced Marab or it's rumored Marab will fight. Peter Yan, that's good business. Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Chevchenko, that surprised me. I thought it would have been Tyler Santos, but she's going to fight Aaron Blanchfield, which is another great fight. Um, but, you know, and then, like I said before, if John Jones doesn't go there and absolutely obliterate, again, I will say it again, obliterate Cyril Gan, it creates that, oh, well, you didn't be Francis. You didn't be... Francis and I forgot I forgot to talk about the the Brazilian card on the other show but we'll do it right here. I just realized that I forgot to do that. Oh my god. And I didn't talk about the results of the, oh, Okay, we're going to do that real fast. This Francis news got the best of me. Sorry guys. But we'll, we'll so Strickland versus Imavob. John Strickland defeats Nasuddin Imabov. Danny Gay defeats Damian Jackson. And then Roman Kopilov defeats Bulani Serrano. This Kopilov guy, I'm a fan, bro. I'm a fan. I like this guy a lot. Sean Strickland. I would like to see what he's going to do at middleweight again. Because he just took this fight because he needed to... um. He needed to step in for Kevin Gastelum, but I don't know, man. We shall see. It, it was a 10-weight pound discrepancy. Yes, that's a lot of weight. So UFC 283, let's see. The UFC's return to Brazil. It will be Clover, Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill for the vacant light heavyweight championship. Davison Figueiredo versus Brandon Moreno to unify the flyweight belt. Gilbert Burns will take on Neil Magny. Jessica Andrade will fight Lauren Murphy and Paul Craig will fight Johnny Walker. And then Mauricio Shogun Hua will fight Ihor Potiria. I like that guy. I like Shogun a lot. I don't know who Ihor is. Tiago Moises is coming back. 
Gregory Rodriguez is fighting Bruno Ferreira. Terrence McKenney is fighting. Cannot wait for this fight. Okay, so let's look at this. Glover versus Jamal. It's power versus knowledge, right? Because I believe the only way Jamal Hill wins this fight is if he knocks him out. And then Davidson Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. Hold on, I'll go back to Glover versus Jamal right now. This is another crazy fight. I mean, these guys are so even. I don't, like, I wonder if Davidson's weight's going to be an issue. We'll find out between today and tomorrow, right? Because today's Thursday. Like, these guys are so even. And I wonder if the fact that Brandon changed camps, if that's going to affect him in a good way or in a bad way. We shall see Gilbert Burns with Neil Magny. That's a crazy fight right there. Jessica Andrade versus Lauren Murphy, another good fight. Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker, a great fight right there. But going back to Glover and Jamal, I feel like if Jamal doesn't win this fight within the first two rounds, Glover wins easy. Because to me, Jamal Hill's only chance of winning is if he knocks him out. Because Jamal Hill, I believe his last loss was against the Paul Craig himself. Let's see. It was the Paul Craig, and then he beat Jimmy Crew, and then he beat Johnny Walker, and then he beat Thiago Santos. So why is Paul Craig opening the card? Who the else did Paul Craig lose to? That's weird, cause he beat Jamal Hill, then he beat Nikita Krylov, and then he lost to Vulcan Ozdemir. I guess that's kind of weird. But again, this fight was put together last minute after um, Jan Brokovich and Agomed Akilayev fought to a draw this fight was put together last minute so yeah i believe if it goes into the third and i believe if jamal hill doesn't knock out glover out cold he, he will not win this fight i say he has to knock him out cold because if he does not knock him out cold and just rocks him glover will take him down and choke him out as tiago santos so i think jamal hill has to knock him out cold this Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno is going to be a great fight. I cannot wait for this fight because these guys are so even that it's going to be a great fight. Again, that wrinkle is, will Brandon's new coach be a good thing or a bad thing? Because, of course, he was with James Krause and then that whole scandal came out. And then the UFC released statement saying, whoever stays with James will no longer be in the UFC. And Brandon's like, well, I can't have that. I got to go. Peace. But I don't agree with Anthony Smith, like, because boxing has Deontay Wilder. And I love these comments. Friends, you should take UFC deal and then the boxing deal. Like, okay, but he doesn't want to do that. Like, that's not possible as he is locked in for a couple of years. It was hard enough for him to reach the end of his contract with the Champions Clause. Alright. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Overeem would take out Nganu easy in a rematch. The Reem is coming for the belt. <laughs> this guy's funny man this is hilarious but okay let's see what else we can talk about here so john jones again a lot of pressures on john like john guaranteed us two fights right he's like if i beat zero i'll fight stipe and he just locked himself into an eight fight deal and the usc does that just to lock guys into deals so they don't go anywhere else as brendan Schaub. Like, technically, Brendan is still under contract with UFC. The way those contracts are structured is he can do other stuff. Like, he can say he's retired. Like, even the same thing for Jose. Let's say Jose has two fights left. And you know how he recently retired? 
he goes, all right, well, I'm retired. I'm done. But I think Jose finished his deal because he's trying to box. So if he didn't finish his deal and he tells the UFC, yo, I'm trying to box, the UFC could play nice with him and be like, okay, we'll release you. Be like, hold up, Jose, you owe us two fights, bro. Come back, do these two fights, and then you can go do whatever you want. Like, for example, if Khabib still has fights left on his contract, if he ever wants to, like, fight in MMA, unless he talks to the UFC to release him, he has to go back to the UFC. So the UFC does this so fighters won't leave. So you know how John says, I guarantee the fans at least two more fights out of me. Let's say he does the two fights and never fights again. He would still owe the UFC six fights. So he can't fight anywhere else unless it's grappling. They're okay with grappling, but unless it's like MMA, they'll be like, no, you have to fight here. And they won't let John Jones go because John Jones is the best fighter in the world. I don't care what anybody tells me. As much as I love Nick and Nate, I know they're not the best fighters in the world. I love those guys, and to me, to me, Nick and Nate Diaz are the best fighters in the world. But if I'm being honest, it's John Jones. Don't stop and stop fucking coming at me with that fucking one bullshit loss. <laughs> okay, like please, like, like I said last time, my fight to watch, the best fight to make was Francis Ngannou and John Jones, like. This Cyril gone Stipe, I don't care because Cyril and Stipe lost to him. They lost to Francis Ngannou. And you can say, well, Stipe beat him once. Yes, that was a very inexperienced Francis Ngannou. And he, Francis at least made it to the judges. Francis put this guy's lights out the last time they fought. He put him, he like separated him from his senses, man. So don't come at me. Don't. Just don't, okay? And then we'll probably see Nick back this year. I don't know who he's going to fight. He was talking. He wasn't talking smack, but he was saying that, like, Tony Ferguson. So he never really liked Tony Ferguson's fighting style because Tony Ferguson's fighting style was very flashy to make up for lack of technique. So we shall see, man. We shall see. But, yeah, man. where, Where are we at? Where are we at? Um, the last thing I want to leave you with here is when Connor comes back, let's say when Connor comes back, the big one is Mike Chandler, right? Because Mike Chandler even put out a tweet saying 170 this summer. So that keeps it inclined that it might be Connor that he's probably going to fight next. Is that a fight you guys are excited to see? It's a fight I'm excited to see, man. You know, I will see you at the top. With the proper 12 Irish whiskey, you know I will be there. I don't know if I'll be in the crowd, but I'll be watching, you know. And, like, the other thing is because I believe at this point Chandler is the better fighter in both the stand-up and the wrestling. Like, will he go in there to be an exciting fighter or will he go in there to win? Because he was winning that Justin Gaethje fight just... Something happened that he got a little too overexcited, and it didn't work out for him. So what do you guys think, man? What do you guys think? But the UFC is doing good business. The UFC is doing great business because those March fights are crazy. Like, I want to talk about the London card before I let you guys go. This is it, and then I'll let you guys go because I am starving. Let's look at this London card, if I can find it. Okay, so are they 286? So UFC 285, Cyril Gunn versus John Jones. 
Authority UFC 286. You are okay. It says a UFC welterweight championship trilogy belt between current champion Leon Edwards and former champion Kamar Usman is expected to headline the event. The pairing first met at UFC on Fox Dos Santos versus Cowboy 2 in December 2015, where Usman won by unanimous decision. The second meeting took place at UFC 278 in August 2022, where Edwards won the title by knockout in the fifth round. So, so far, this is the 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 card. Leon Edwards versus Kamar Usman, Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fazib, Gunnar Nelson versus Danny Rodriguez. That's a good fight. Marvin Vittori versus Roman Dulitze, Nathaniel Wood versus Lauren Murphy, not Lauren, Leroni Murphy, Leroni, is that right? Joanne Wood, who was formerly known as Joanne Calderwood, fight Rihanna Carolina, Malcolm Gordon will fight Jake Hadley, and then Jennifer Myers, rumored to fight Casey O'Neill. Mohamed Mokayev is coming back. That's a great fight. But anyway, this puts all the pressure on Leon, man. We're going to get into it more. But this puts all the pressure on Leon Edwards. Because if Kamaru Usman goes in there and destroys him in the UK. Because Leon Edwards recently came out and said, like, Oh yeah, I want to fight Jorge Masvidal. I want to, but he keeps losing. Look, I'll look for you, but he says he keeps losing. But okay, if Kamaru Usman goes in there. And destroys him like he was and before landing the head kick. It'll show that it's a, it, it was a lucky kick. Let's see. It's right here. Oh, well, okay. Then I took it wrong. I apologize, Leon. Because he goes, Leon Edwards rooting for Jorge Masvidal's success. That's a fight I need to happen. I mean, it could happen if he had, Because the thing is, Jorge is somewhat in the... Nate Diaz aura where like he doesn't need to win a fight in order for it to be a big fight. Even though like another thing is that Nate and Nick they don't talk a lot outside the UFC whereas Jorge does so he'll like rub people the wrong way faster. He goes Leon Edwards is still seeking justice for his 2019 three piece and the soda meal courtesy of Jorge Masvidal. That year's London event. Saw each welterweight star pick up big wins over Gunnar Nelson and Darren Till, respectively. At the end of the night, it, they came to blows while Mazda was being interviewed backstage, delivering the famous multi-punch combination on Edwards that left the cut under his eye and bloodied. The UFC unbelievably never attempted to cash in and capitalize on this, on the gnarling, easy matchup to make. Not until December 2021, anyway when the pair were booked for UFC 269 but fell apart after Masvidal sustained a rib injury forcing him out of the bout. It says ultimately it led to Edwards to where he already should have been and that it was the UFC title shot. In a rematch with Kamar Usman, Edwards shocked the world with a comeback Hail Mary head kick knockout to become champion while Masvidal has lost his last three fights. Okay. If you're talking about that, he lost twice to Kamaru and once to Colby. What's the big deal? I don't like him that much, but I'm rooting for him to win so I can fight him. Edwards told the Believe You Me. He just keeps losing it, so it's hard to make the fight. I even said if he went out there and fought 
in like December, January, Gilbert Burns or somebody beat one of them, then I'll fight you in March. Then Usman in the summer or something. Let him rest his hands a bit and then I'll fight you in March. But he didn't even do that. We'll see. Skill set wise, it's two different levels. His career, his career is doing that. Mine is doing this. It's hard to make the fight make sense right now. But that's a fight I need to happen and I want to happen. It can happen either way. I mean, Nick was coming off a loss to Carlos Condit. I mean, and it's not like Jorge lost to nobody. She lost to the top two guys. One guy that was beating Leon until the head kick. But one thing I will say in Leon's defense is that he took Usman down and kept him there. Edwards versus Masvidal may never happen at this point, but if it does, it will have to come after Rocky puts a bow on his robbery with Usman. Yeah, that's one thing I do want to say for Leon Edwards is that um he did take Usman down the first round and won the first round, but then he lost rounds 2, 3, and 4, and he was losing the fifth up until the head kick, in my opinion, right? And you got Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fazib. That could be fight of the year right there. And we're only going to be in March. There's still a lot of the year to go. But that's cool, man. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure to follow me. Punch them out the official. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. Enjoy your day.